love sushi, I love Japan. My social life has hit the fan. All I have is anime, so I guess there's just one thing to say. Guru Gamesh, my life's a mess. My figure collection is racking up debt. My wife has left, my house is gone. Time to get my butt to Sakura Con. Guru Gamesh. Greetings, brothers and sisters, and welcome to the Grugamesh podcast, a place uh, free of sin and uh, a place of faith. Uh, join me in prayer as as we um, uh, wash away the sins of Japanimation. Join join me together, the 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 the, the free the triforce of 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 Jesus, the the pants, the socks, and the whole the holy jockstrap. I believe it. I believe it's time to repent, motherfuckers. It is. It is absolutely time to fucking repent because we are talking about panty and stocking with garter belt. And no, that does not mean lingerie. That means uh, extremely crass Japanese anime. That is, yeah, about panties and stockings and some garter belts and Chuck. We love Chuck. And clearly, it's a metaphor for something. It is a metaphor for... The fact that no one on this fucking team has ever seen or touched a woman before! Ah, yeah, arguably, possibly. I, 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 when I was talking to, the, to my partner about this, I... Ah, here we go again! Even when we talk about the most single-based anime series in existence, the most crass and rude thing Japan's produced, he has to rub it in that he's in love and with someone. No, 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 the, the point is that I... Dick. Quite... <laughs> Quite facetiously, was like, you know, I think Panny and Stocking is a feminist masterpiece. And my partner just turned, <laughs> just turned, just rounded on me and just went, it fucking is not. And I was like, oh, oh, all right. Anyway. Look, look, they're free women. That's about it. <laughs> That's about all I can they're muster. They're free and loose, brother, as they always. If, if, if anything, they're just the Japanese Kardashians, except they, they, they kill demons. <laughs> I mean, think about it. They're they're gluttons. They're gl- they are gluttons I, for both, you know, flesh and uh, and sugar. Yes, and sometimes both in equal measures. Mm! So, Pony and Stocking is an anime series from Studio Gainax. I might argue that it's Gainax's last sort of great original work. Kind of caps off. The studio. I mean, it's hard to argue facts, Gabe. Then yeah, again, considering the century we live in, that's a completely false statement. Yes. Because Skynax's last big work before most of their talented staff fucked off the Formula Studios. And it is... It's something. It's an experience of some kind. It's mostly visual. There's lots of there's lots of beautiful animation. It is drawn in a fantastic, stripped-back, incredibly colourful, bright style that doesn't necessarily conform to the standard troops of what anime should look like. And it is the arguably the most mental brainchild of one Hiroyuki Imaishi. So this is really curious. Like, if you've wondered why this has been one of our more awkward starts, it's because I I'm struggling how to put what I feel about this particular little show into words. Because I spent most of my time watching this this week in the dark on my big TV and thinking all of 13 episodes of um, crass action I viewed, I think I laughed about 10 times. I laughed quite substantially more. I had a great time. Yeah, you had a great time and a very mixed time. And the culture surrounding Panty and Stocking 
is mainly down to one particular sentence. How the fuck did this never air on Adult Swim? I don't fucking know, man. Really don't know. It is so because it's so, because it's it's in this weird sort of tangential rift between general anime shenanigans yep. and people who like crazy animation, yes, but don't necessarily like anime. And I think that was one of the craziest intention for the beginning of just you know riffing on. American animation using Japanese sensibilities, which Absolute is one of the most obvious lootly. things when looking at this show, is the fact it's very clear. This is how we make fun of Japan yeah. in sort of a pop culture sense. Panty and Stocking is the mirror to that. They're making fun of America in particular. Like, you know, there, there's an episode where Tom Cruise attempts to sue Panty and Stocking on, like, a, a type of... What's who's the uh, Jerry Springer yep. show? There's a parody of Transformers. This is essentially Americana through the lens of Japanese Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Yes, in fact, this is Powerpuff Girls as if it were directed by Matt Stone and Trey Parker after consuming vast, vast amounts of Dirty Pair. Yeah, yeah, that's about as close as you can get with it. It is a homage and a celebration to not just decades of Japanese animation, but decades of American animation, particularly those mid-2000s Adult Swim and Cartoon Network shows that explore so many different versatile kinds of animation and really pushed what cartoons yeah. can look like. And then Panty and Stalkin decides to go, all right, cool, so what if we did it with two huge sluts, lots of poop jokes, and just general batshittery, plus a lot of incredibly cool movie parody titles. There's there's a lot kind of going on in this show, really. You're you're staring at me, with blank eyes. I think we've just summed up the episode. What more? I mean, I mean, as much as like this, this podcast usually strives for the depth behind the creators. A lot of this is just going to be me banging my head against a wall and praying the internet doesn't circumcise me for not being super into one of its more beloved pastimes. So we'll go a little, we'll go a little bit into how the series came to be about, or how it came to be about, came to be. We, after the end of Gurren Lagann, they all just got drunk and wanted to do, do cool shit. So in other words, it was every Gainax Wednesday meeting ever made. That's literally what, basically what happens. Gurren Lagann what crew went on holiday. They had a little, you know, writer's retreat, effectively. Got <laughs> writer's retreat, what a cute fucking sentence, Gabe. Got smashed <laughs> and started coming up with stuff for Pantheon Stockholm. Yeah. And there, Himoishi says that his main theme for what he wanted the show to be is literally vulgar and indecent jokes. Wanted the show and to considering, be crude. like, here's the thing: Hiroyuki Maishi is. It's weird how this is the first show we're doing of his. Yeah, considering your unending love for Grand Lagan. Well, yeah, that's very true. But also, it's just kind of because this kind of represents what he's all about. Yeah, but this is a very, but you, like, this is a very unfiltered. This, this is the most version of him. This is the most distilled yeah. work of his style. This has everything. Hiroyuki Maishi got to start as a key animator on stuff like Evangelion and FL Seal yep. and stuff like that, and was known for his very sort of scratchy, loose-limbed, more cartoony, disproportionate style, which, you know, was then lent to the simplified characters of Gurren Lagann, and 
Um, in between that, he made a OVA with production IG called Deadlies, which essentially kind of is like a, a prototype thesis statement yeah. for Panty and Stocking. It's a 40-minute action film of, of crazy character designs, pure insanity, and, you know, the vulgarity of a 4chan post. And we see a lot of that ends up being carried over into Panty and Stocking. It- the difference being it's from a female character perspective. Not sure how far that goes. But well, it has a lot of the hallmarks of the kind of stuff Imaishi has come to be known for. Like, oh, yeah. It's got this really crazy zany theme and plot line going on to it where things kind of just happen because they're fucking cool. Yeah. That's it. There's- it if there was one anime specifically, which was the rule of cool, it is panty and stocking. Because despite the fact that it has a twist which is still sour in the mouths of many a fan quote unquote uh, I love this show garden. pretends it has a narrative and it's really adorable to see that it's trying to care in the last 10 minutes to be honest the narrative it's quite fun it's neat uh, the team did not come up with the story for the final show for the final episode no of course until they were very close to actually being aired because they just couldn't come up with anything and their main theme for it was just I oh, we just wanted to be cool Basically, we just want big explosions and cool shit going on. And that's basically what you're getting if you're going through Pantheon stocking. Yeah, no, it's, 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 I've, I've, I've said this sentence many a time on the podcast. This is cinema of attraction anime and it's pure, unadulterated spectacle. But here's the thing there's often a sentence in criticism, be it on the internet or be it traditional media, that, that essentially boils down to, you know, backhandedly complimenting something by saying it's style over substance. Now, I hate this term with a bitter, uh, unadulterated passion because style is substance. Essentially, in my opinion, might sound a bit harsh, what the sentence is actually saying is, I don't value anything that isn't writing. Right. Because whenever they refer to, you know, substance, it's usually to do with dialogue. It's usually to do with story elements and it's disregarding everything else. It's to do with narrative, theming, plot, which is all intrinsically important yeah. to a work, or not, like, that's not to say that. Mm-hmm. But there's other things going on in a show than the writing. So Pandy and Stocking is a thesis statement into the argument that style is substance. Yeah. Because half of, because it, you've probably picked up by my very subtle hints that I have very mixed feelings on this show. Yeah, but the I reason tell. that I enjoy it is because of the sheer, like, every episode, I'm probably going to get some cool Imaishi, Yoyoshinari, or Susio-styled fight scenes. You're going to get sequences with stalking, slicing a speeding tree in, in half or as like it careens along the road. Bathroom-related gun carter scenes. <laughs> You'll get episodes of... A fantastic Tom and Jerry style chase of Chuck and his weird demon alter ego running around just slicing each other up and killing each other in the most horrific and inventive ways. You'll get so many of these incredibly inventive animations trickled in through a show that which helps because i'm not sure who did what because i understand that yo-yo shinari did the character designs for i think the anime versions yes. of panty and stocking when they transform yes yoyo shinari was involved in the early planning stages particularly developing yes. the characters of panty and stocking also key animating their transformation sequence oh, yes um the formal character design was done by nishigori atsushi um, and his designs are fucking gorgeous. Well, yeah, if you took a bit of Powerpuff Girls, like thickened the lines, 
like you know like the pantheon stocking main sort of design of the universe with very sort of thick arms yep. thick legs yep. it's all very cartoony yeah it's very sort of blocky you get kind of used to in a lot of anime the style of characters being sort of you know long and billowy yes. they have their you know big eyes and their round faces pantheon stocking kind of throws a lot of that style out of the window and just goes and does its own batshit thing mm -hmm. and it works beautifully it's a very imaishi has a very unique kind of animation style that he likes to cultivate in his works that benefits from simplicity and yeah. bold silhouettes rather than what anime traditionally does which is adapting very complex manga characters into animation yes. and often having to sacrifice the lives of his interns over it yeah so what we end up getting is a, there is this thing in the anime community that seems to value complex character designs over simplified character designs. Yeah. And that, that creates a problem because complex character designs, naturally, are much harder to animate. And that's where you get the shows. Light novel adaptations are very guilty of this. That's where you get the shows with the mouth flaps, where nothing's yeah. moving on screen except the mouth flap, because do you really want them to be animating every single fucking strand of hair in that episode? Mm. No, I don't think they want to do that. Whereas if you get a much more stripped back, simplistic art style, like in works like Pantheon Stocking, Dead Leaves, even some of Imaishi's later works, like Kill la Kill and Space Trolluluko, you get much more fluid, fast-paced mm. animation that can do so many more inventive... Resources can go to other departments of, like, yes. for instance, Pantheon Stocking has a phenomenal usage of CG camera work. It does, which is fascinating. It moves the camera in ways that you don't necessarily see in a lot of anime. No, at, le at least back then, yeah. circa 2010, I think this yes. is. Yes, 2010. Around that sort of era, in terms of anime camera movements, there's not a lot like of actual movement. A lot of shots are very static. A lot of shots are you know standard pan and zooms. But in Pantheon Stocking, you will see camera movements, you know, the camera will dive down a toilet bowl. The camera mm. will speed along the highway alongside it. Helps, it helps the, with a lot of vehicular scenes because they have their trademark, I think it's a Hummer? Yeah, it looks like it's a Hummer. Yeah, their trademark pink Hummer, which is very clearly CG, but that helps because it can be rendered with almost 360 degree, it's, it's not rotoscoping, no. but it's... Oh, what's the fucking word that I'm looking for? Dynamic full rotation cuts. There we go. And it blends beautifully with the other animation going on. Like the free, there is CG in this, but as we were talking about in our Dragon Ball episode, it blends in quite fucking seamlessly and works very well. Like there's no, there's no point at which you're going to look at this and go, oh, those styles don't blend. Oh. No, Pandy Saki is incredibly comfortable with complex movement. And it does it fucking. Mwah. I mean, there are there there will be moments where its characters just sitting around and talking. Yeah, but that's because all action requires build up and yes. cool down. All action requires peaks and tries. And there's some um, genuinely one of my favorite episodes is Piney and Stalking just sat in their living room, just waiting for Carter to make lunch, and it's just them talk, like just talking to each other and doing stupid shit in that room. And it works beautifully because the camera doesn't move, but there's still so much going on in the frame and so many things happening. So much just cool animation in the background. Oh, of course. And then they open their mouths and I dive out of a fucking window. So we'll have to talk 
as much as we're talking about the animation and how beautiful and stunning it is... Look, I don't want to be a negative Nancy for this whole goddamn episode, but I've got to make my case here. We are going to have to talk about the plot and the writing. I know, I know you've got your issues with it. So what, is, what exactly is the, the narrative digest of Pantheon Stocking featuring Garter Belt? Pantheon Stocking focuses on... We probably should have done this at the start of the episode, but here we are. Pantheon Stocking focuses on... Panty and stalking two angels who have been cast out of heaven for reasons unexplained, most probably just being kind of crazy batshit people, and that they are on a quest to vanquish ghosts across that in city in order to gain enough heaven coins to gain access back to the heavenly gates. And they are joined by Garterbelt, an incredible, fantastically written character. Is effect- effectively just every stereotypical black man in a, in a what's the word? Look, black exploitation yes. is the word you're looking yes. for. So imagine if Reverend Lovejoy from The Simpsons had a beautiful brown baby with black dynamite. Oh yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I, that's why I think of black dynamite. Right. And Carter Bell gives them their mission, sends them on their way, and just generally calls them out on all their bullshit. They're joined by a host of supporting characters, uh, most notably Chuck. Little, little, little green doggy dude. I'm amazed Ronan Vasquez didn't sue. Yes, incredibly. Um, and Briefs, who is stereotypical weird nerd, who has a incredible crush on Pante for reasons I'm not sure about. But that's your basic plot set up for Pante and Stalking. It's effectively an excuse to have the most ridiculous thing possible happen. You have episodes where the characters are fighting a giant poop ghost, where they are fighting the ghostly personification of sperm that was ejaculated in the tissues and never got to live its full life as the swimmer. You have episodes where they are fighting against Tom Cruise on a fucking talk show. Like it, it, the, the narrative in this is not so much geared towards a long-standing overarching plotline as it is a series of quick-fire single episodes. There's a reason that the episodes are often cut into two 10-minute segments, yes. much like a modern Cartoon Network show would be. The plots that are there for, the plot and the storyline are there for the framing of the action that's going to happen. They're a vessel of Sakuga, essentially. Yeah. Rather than for any... Rather than necessarily for any, not to say that they don't have any value in and of themselves, but the story's not the point. The story's not why you're watching this. And that's fine. I don't have an issue with that. What plot is, what plot is there, those pay, those pay itself off. The last couple of episodes... Ah! Uh, I'd say so. last couple of episodes managed to squeeze in a pretty solid amount of plot and do it in a very panty-and-stocking style, in that... Nothing really makes sense. Who fucking cares? It looks cool. That's ultimately what a lot of the story in this show comes down to. Uh, the other side of this show is that a lot of the plot is also just an excuse for some fucking gross out humor. Um, they talk a lot in this. Yes, they talk a lot. They swear a lot. They make a lot of crass jokes. And if you're not a fan of crassness and you know, dirty humor, toilet humor. You will humor. die. You will fucking perish. You're not going to have a good time. Uh, uh, like, I'm not a prude. You've heard my humor on this oh, show. I'm well aware. Many a time. But there comes a certain eloquent, eloquence with it, if you will. And how, how, do, how do I say this without alienating everyone? 
I wanted to love this so fucking much. You have no idea how, like, you know, I forced myself to shotgun so many episodes in all, like, in like very short amount of times. I mean, if you I didn't gave love the show it, that's okay. All the chances I could, but it's just not my humor, and it never will be. And I'm so sorry because I want because I want to talk about the English translation, and I want to talk about the impact it's had on the American anime community, and I want to talk about all this fun stuff. But I have to be honest, I was miserable for a lot of this. And that's okay. It's a shame, but it's okay. At risk of making Jade press again. Um, I, and when I talked about watching the show, I mentioned it to my partner, and they were like, "Oh, cool! I want to watch Penny and Stock, and I'll oh, watch it with you." Oh, that was their fault, not yours. And then I, they didn't heed the warning outside of the cave. No. And then we got about two episodes in, and I just turned it and went, "You're not enjoying this, are you?" And they were like, "No, no, too crass. Did it not?" Because funny. here's the thing, though. Before we get to the whole the Funimation dub, we talk about other aspects such as key animation, yeah. the soundtrack, which a lot, which probably is the most la- endearing part of Panty oh, and Stocking. Is. My favorite part of this show happens halfway through, right? Where there is a major counterbalance because here's the thing: there's funny jokes in Panty yeah. and Stocking. The episode where Panty releases her sex tape is a Hollywood scandal. There's a <laughs> there's a great line in the Funimation translation. It's like. Rowan Polanski has been released from prison to direct his new feature film. That's great. That's a great line. I doubt that was in the Japanese original. Oh, no, absolutely not. But but the the problem is that Panty and Stocking aren't really counterbalanced by anything. Essentially, there's the tough bitch slash tough bastard archetype in fiction, and I've never been super fond of it, because usually they overshadow all scenery that they're in. And Panty and Stocking are two different versions of the tough bitch archetype. And that's fun if you're a fan of that yas girl queen boss energy, whatever the hell you children say nowadays. I wouldn't even say it's that. Like Pony and Stock can go absolutely fucking balls. Oh, they're assholes. No one's likable in this show. That's that's kind of the whole point. No, actually, yeah, you're right. Nobody's likable, but that's part of what but makes it is. so lovable. But here's my favorite part. Halfway through the series. My de- my demonic goddesses are introduced. I see. And the demonic counterparts to the angels, panty and stocking are Scantian knee socks to sort of red as blood skinned um, demon sisters being controlled by the mayor. And I love Scantian knee socks so much because the whole point of them is the fact that they're just as assholish as panty and stocking, but they're insulting in such an eloquent way they, you know, have like really solid dialogue that doesn't need to resort to swearing or crass, but they're almost those their insults are way more cutting. And it's it, that sort of dynamic of, you know, the angels are, are crass assholes and the demons are essentially like quite polite gentle gentlemen and gentle ladies. I love Scantian knee socks so much. They are the tor- effectively the Tory counterpart, the Pantheon yeah, stocking. No, absolutely. And they have some of the best lines. Essentially, you know, Scantian knee socks are kind of like the team rocket of this show. They kind of steal a lot of scenes. Yeah, there. no, no, they do. Like whenever they're on screen, I'm smiling. Because it's Colin Clinkenbeard, and I can't remember who else it is voicing them, but they have this very sort of ho 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 anime energy. And they, but because of how their characters are developed, they bounce yeah. off of Pantheon's talking perfectly. Yeah, no, I, 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 they're the best characters in the show. 
I always have I always have a great time when they're on screen because they are a much needed antidote to everything else going on. I I am a huge fan of planning and stalking of characters. They are incredibly fu- they're an incredibly fun time to just hang out with. Like I can sit down, put on an episode of Planning and Stalking, and I will have a fucking blast just watching them get up to the most ridiculous bullshit. And it's constant. It's just a sort of high energetic bum 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 yeah, bum yeah. bum. There comes a point where that's a lot. Yeah. Like it's a lot. Like watching a couple episodes of this show in sequence. It's exhausting. It is, because there's so much dialogue. It's so fast paced. There's a lot of shouting. There's a lot of swearing. There's a lot of incredibly fast paced inventive animation that will tire your eyes out as you're trying to keep uh, out with the, it. The Saka Gaboru board, a website that is made for cur- curating select animation cuts, is filled to the brim with panty and stocking cuts. And as it should, it should be. be. However, I completely understand if for some people that's too much to sit through. Not everybody likes that incredible, ex- that explosion of things yeah. on screen that explosion of stimulants of well, stimulation here's the thing. not everything needs to be like you know i've said multiple times on the show that not everything needs to be two old white dudes in a room talking about sadness and then it gets nominated for like an award or some shit like not everything needs to be fucking mad no. men like you know one of my favorite films is edgar wright scott pilgrim vs. the world one of my favorite you know american tv runs no joke is the first six seasons of family guy i think it's really funny like like, you know, I can deal with sort of, you know, sort of silly dumbness. I love stuff like, you know, uh, the Zucker Brothers, Naked Gun and Airplane and all that kind of stuff. But I guess it's just because there's there's an inauthenticity that I feel right. with panty and stocking. Because I made this joke earlier in the episode. Because sex is a funny thing. Yes. In both Western and Japanese society. And because all society. The, yeah, yeah, all society. Because of the sheer overload of sexual stimuli. But because, as someone who is not a virgin anymore, and hasn't been for a while, I'm watching this show and it's like, has anyone who's written any of this ever talked to a woman or even gotten to first base? Because I don't want to be mean, but a lot of this very much seems like teenagers wrote this because they skipped sex ed. Absolutely. This is the show that your horny 15-year-old brain will just lap up. Like, we talked about Kawajiri in the Ninja Scroll episode, but his portrayal of sexuality feels way more, like, authentic than anything in this show. I mean, this show isn't trying to be authentic. And that show had fucking women with snake vaginas. I mean... (laughs) Funny, the point of planning stalking isn't to be authentic. Oh, I'm aware of that. But when when half the cast is making a bunch of fucking, when half the plots are basically sex joke after sex joke, I'm kind of just sitting and thinking, this is your A material, isn't it? Well, time to put on another podcast. No, it might be. But this ultimately comes down to, if you're not a fan of that kind of humor, you're just not going to gel with this show. And that has to be straight up said. I, I got on with this fucking beautifully. I had a great time. I tried. I really tried. I I don't think that this show is good for binging. I think that it is best experienced in like those those two 10 minute segments per episode. Like space that out once a week, once every couple of days. Once again, I know this aired on Japanese TV. Yep. And this, you know, was released on home video via Funimation. I am a, because I know that Toonami, you know, before it was revived in 2012, 2013, had its last broadcast in 2008. It's a surprise. That the Adult Swim never got their hands on this because this would fit perfectly between an episode of The Boondocks and an episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Like, Pandy and Stocking, in that sort of late 2000s, early 2010s Adult Swim lineup, 
It would be a golden child. I am I am amazed they never got the rights to this. And this is what I mean. It would have, like, rather than being sat and binging it on a DVD, yeah. it would have fitted perfectly into your Especially lineup Especially because like it's that. two episodes in one, the two 10-minute segments that are paced to be 10-minute segments. And let's be real, the, regardless of your thoughts on the crassness and the yeah. humour, the quality of the English dub is fucking stunning. Oh no, you know, like, here's the thing. There's a lot of great performances. It's just not necessarily for me. Like J, uh, Jamie Marshy as uh, Panty. You know, my uh, one of my favorites, Monocoriola stocking. Chris Sabat as God about stealing the fucking show. Every fucking scene he's in, he steals it, and you know what? He fucking deserves it. No, he's great. It, it it's great. Like like I said, Colin Klinkenbird as either uh, Scanty or Knee Socks, and I can't remember the other woman who plays her, which is a shame because I love those two roles. And uh, Ian Sinclair as Chuck, Space uh, Dandy, Chuck. is making all of those Chuck noises. Ah, uh, Chuck. I love Chuck. Chuck, 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 Chuck. He's great. I will say that some of my favourite episodes are the Chuck specials. They're very fun and very silly, particularly the first one. But that cast is stunning. They do a great job. So we want to talk about this because it's... It's the English job is incredibly relevant to Pandy and the Stocking, considering yeah. the the ADR team, the writing team of Jamie Marshy and John Bergmeier, who you know you'd know as the voice of Ten Shinhan, oh, and okay. they were the writers for this because the uh, the process of dubbing anime often involves a lot of script rewrites, not due to yes. altered content, but just due to how do we translate this into English and make it flow so it doesn't sound like a broken PlayStation 1 translation. Yes, cultural differences, yeah. effectively. It's so, it's the difference between translation and localization. Yeah, yeah, and here's the thing. Localization is always the better way to go because tra translating something is the equivalent of just putting an entire script into Google Translate. You're going to get a bunch of awkward synonyms that don't work, and when people complain about localization, they really often don't know what the fuck they're talking no. about, which is a subject for another day, because it's not super relevant to this episode. No, but I think that Pantheon's talking does a very good job in its localization yeah. of bringing those jokes to an English language and audience. And most of that comes from very fast, like I respect the quickness of some of these deliveries. Some, like, so the amount of jokes that you might get. It's a mile a goddamn minute. Yep, it just goes bam, 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 knocks them out one after the other. And honestly, sometimes it's a bit fucking hard for your brain to keep up. No, it, it is, it is. Like, I mean, considering most of the dialogue is the two sisters kind of taking jabs at each other with, with lightning, lightning fast, essentially mini diss tracks, yeah. if you will. And then Garterbell occasionally coming in, calling them both hoes. Yeah. And I, I cannot praise Garter's performance enough. Chris Sabat does knock out of the I, like, fucking part. We'll get into how this has been revived and like poached back by its original creators in a bit. I, I hope they bring him back. Oh, they will. They absolutely will. I can't see him not returning for it. Oh my God, I didn't even... If we're going to talk about the, the, the... So he's not a character. He's absolutely not a character. He's just a wall of, of, you know, progression. The mayor in this show. What about him, Jay? He's voiced by motherfucking Freezer. Christopher Ayers is absolutely hamming it up as this sort of uh, evil, sex-obsessed demon man. And it's glorious, because he would have been doing Kai at the same time. Oh, he's fucking great. Yeah, I'm. Oh God, rest in peace, Christopher. I was a fucking messy man. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, there's a there's a lot more 
swearing in the English dub. I think there's well, about sure like I. 12 Fox in the original Japanese because we've discussed this before the episode. Japan and swearing is kind of weird where their native sort of tongue yes. doesn't really have a lot of dedicated words to just say naughty things. No, like swearing and slurs in Japanese are perhaps somewhat less taboo than they are in most English speaking languages. Yeah. Like if you come up with your F-bombs and your C-bombs in a public place in somewhere like England, you're going to get a few stares and people are going to judge you. But I don't know if there's many, as as, as many yeah. significant equivalents in the Japanese language. Everyone's too polite to complain. Oh yeah, far, far, far. <laughs> No, the English will just stare at you very, very obviously, but not actually say anything about yeah. it. Aside, you can bet we'll, we'll complain to the parish council about it. Oh, you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> That's how most of our cultural wars are fought, with many sort of uh, mini town councils many, complaining. Right, I could do a whole podcast episode about English passive aggressiveness and how it works, but that's not why we're here. Aside from, I'd say aside from... The beautiful animation, stunning animation, and the incredible voice work by the English cast. What you're also coming here for is a fantastic fucking soundtrack. So talk to me more about this because you you, uh, you cannot. So you like just straight up tell me you can watch the show and not come away from it with Fly Away playing in your head uh, over and over. The, the Fly Away, Shakala, Angels Fall, yep. um, D Rock City. Yep. One of my favorite segments in this show is around, I think it's episode 9, episode 10, uh, where there is a five-minute segment that is the entire song of D-City Rock, and yeah. it's just a music video. I'll put it in the episode. I know I sometimes say that, and I don't, but I will do it this time. It's, it's a beautiful parody of MTV music videos, yeah. and it just kicks ass. It's got a great opening that will stick in your head again constantly. And genuinely, like, last couple of days to weeks since I finished this, no, where I've just great. been bopping around my house going, Penny stocking, Penny, Penny stocking, yo. Yeah, it'll just pop into my head as from nowhere, and I just jam with it. And again, you cannot get away from Fly Away. It has become... We, we've discussed this before in our Leon episode with... Duvet by Boa. Yes. I genuinely think Fly Away is one of those things that has helped push Panty and Stocking's popularity. Oh no, I've heard so many people remix Panty and Stocking music yeah. into sort of, you know, friggin' um, lo-fi, like mashup music. Like the, the, the score is very adept at being transformed by internet people who are like, yeah, what if I put Fly Away and Linkin Park together? Yeah, fuck, I'll do that. It's become one of those staples of the Western anime fandom in a yeah, lot of ways. Yeah, no, absolutely. Which is weird because it's very much, it's it, it's, it was cult when it came out. Yeah. And it's still kind of cult. Yeah, and despite that, People always draw fan art of these characters. Yeah. They have very distinctive designs. Hell, remember when everyone got really excited when Panty and Stocking New Project was announced and it was just a fucking cafe? Yes, yes, I do remember. I was, um, I was disappointed, let's say. But there is sort of like a, there's like a, a, a subconscious love for the images behind this show. It's very much the same... Principle. Principle. 
Not even necessarily impossible. It's very much the same sort of process that we've discussed in our episode in Serial Experiments Lane. Yeah. Where the aesthetics of the show have almost become more grounded in the culture than the show itself. Oh, absolutely. Like, you will hear, if you're an anime fan, even if you've never seen Panny and Stalking, at some point you've heard Fly Away and it's stuck in your brain because it's one of the greatest earworms in anime history. You have seen those characters, you've seen fan art of them, you've seen clips of ridiculous shit from the show, and it's just ingrained itself in the cult side of the anime fandom so deeply that the show is simultaneously cult and yet not cult, and that's a very similar situation to Lane. very interesting to see how it performs when it comes back. I'm quite looking forward to this. Because it was recently announced, I think it was at Crunchyroll Expo? Yeah, it was July. Yeah, um, that not only is it coming back, it's coming back into the hands of its original creators. Yes. Now, here's why this is significant. If you don't know, audience, Gainax has a rough relationship with its former employees. Oh, it does. Oh, it does. And there were rumors for many years. Of Pandine Stalking having a continuation, considering it literally ends with... One of the funniest cliffhangers oh, I've seen. I love it. I love the cliffhanger. It's, it's so dumb. It's we'll, so dumb. We'll not veer in spoiler territory here. It's 12 years old. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Again, we're not, you're not watching Panny and Stocking for the plot. You really aren't. You can watch that out of context and it could mean nothing. But honestly, the fucking ending. People getting mad about it. People are getting mad about it. I don't understand what you're coming here for because it's one of the funniest bits in the whole fucking I, show. I guess it's. I guess it's because it's directly. It, it says, uh, "Well, you know, wait until season two in the end card," yeah. and it was a decade until that was even a possibility. Oh yeah, before the idea of that even got floated out there. Yeah. So yes, Panny and Stocking, the IP has come back into the hands of its crew of its original creators, the crew that worked on it, who are now a part of Studio Trigger, and they're going to be putting out a panting and stalking project at some point in the next few years. We're not sure what form that's yeah. going to be. We're not sure when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And honestly, I'm pretty excited. I'm looking forward to it quite a bit. It'll be interesting to see how it adapts to the modern day. I'm interested to see how it continues in terms of what they're, what are they going to do with it? Are they going to carry on with so this So much more has story? happened in terms of the development of popular culture since then there is there's a lot of smart ways to do it but at the same time this kind of gynax revival has had happened before and it's just done the same shit before i I didn't mean to bring this up because often the closest thing i can relate panty and stalking to in terms of its gynax sisters is flcl i see that makes a lot of sense. They are very similar in the terms of style. Oh, I, I now have a renewed respect for Fully Cooley's depth after seeing this. Let me fucking tell you something. Why? Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Like if Fully Fully Cooley is ridiculousness with meaning behind it. Pantheon stalking it's just is ridiculous. just ridiculous. Yeah, there we go. I think we think we've we've solved that. But FLCL had a very complex revival where it turns out the original creators weren't on board. But because the the rights technically were with Production IG, who helped fund it, it was a whole fucking mess. Rights rights issues with Gainax shows have been a long-standing problem. And when we cover a more iconic Gainax series, we will get into how the studio has been mismanaged monetarily for decades. But safe to say, we didn't... This is one of the huge announcements. I think people will look back on this year and really really think, holy shit, so much was announced for anime. 
a Pantene Stocking Revival, a Trigun reboot, like, you know, very popular manga series like Chainsaw being adapted very, very swiftly. A new Gundam series is going to air on, you know, in American territories. Like, this is a big year for anime. It's a good time for the industry. And it kind of makes me go even further against the remnant vestiges of the fandom that are still trying to pretend that it's this niche little interest yeah, that we so need to gatekeep. This is actually a perfect segue because Panty and Stocking, with its sort of cultness, it's, it's, it's a it's a cult show. I would but say. What I mean is the fact that when you have something like this, that's cult and crass, certain parts of the internet are going to have problems with it. Well, no, no, no. My, the way I was going with is certain parts of the internet don't want anyone else to have fun with it. I see what you mean. So a lot of people, not naming names, who say maybe spend a lot of time online, yeah. or maybe, you know, spend a lot of their communications through, you know, forums or you know, social media pages like Twitter and 4chan and stuff like that, can sort of... Get very, get very overprotective. Very overprotective of panty and stocking, and particularly overprotective of a lot of Japanese shit. Yes. To begin with, and they're and consequently, I don't want to go too too far into this. Cool Japanese things that are kind of like a bit weird. They they get very protective over them and are kind of very assholeish to anyone yes. who either doesn't get them or is like, oh, that's a bit that's a bit funny, isn't it? When ultimately only good things can come of these works getting more popular, because what happens when a show like Pantheon Stocking gathers popularity? You get more of that show. Yes. You get more art. And from even it. if you don't get more of that show, something else I've been thinking of in recently is the fact that if something's cult forever, that's cool, but preservation's important. Yes. And if everyone forgot Pandy and Stocking was a thing tomorrow, it could easily be wiped off the map. Oh yeah. There's this thing of Like it is streaming on Crunchyroll and it is streaming, you know, elsewhere and you know, the Blu-rays are being produced. But yeah, like anime preservation's in a funny part of history right now because more stuff is being revived than ever before but at the same time with the sheer amount of stuff coming out of japan it's really really difficult for some shows to survive or even get home video releases because there's just this huge glut of shows and if they don't succeed they're cut that's yeah. it bye bye the amount of series that are adaptations of light novels, manga, video games that get one season, don't perform very well, and then... And just drop like a stone in the ocean. One of the reasons Panty and Stocking is so... the One of the reasons it's been allowed to continue is because of its visual flair. Is because it's distinct and recognisable. Like, oh yeah, it's the weird, it's the weird horny girl anime. Because it breaks away from so many of the stereotypical conventions of what anime is thought to be. Yes. It blends the style and tra the traditions of that industry with American animation in such a unique, inventive way that regardless of your feelings on the show, regardless of whether you can get on board with the crassness of the humor, yeah. it, it, it's a standout. It really is. Like, I'm very mixed about this show. I don't hate it. I don't particularly love it. But I respect a lot about it, and I think it's cool that it's coming back, and it's cool that it is a thing that exists to be loved. There is a lot to respect, and in a lot of ways, I think if we did if Honey and Stocking hadn't come out and hadn't been the cult hit that had, yeah. there is a chance... No Studio Trigger. Yeah, that is people like Yamai she wouldn't have bounced out of Gainax no. and wouldn't have gone on to form what? has been one of the golden childs of the industry for yeah. the last decade. Shows like Kill a Kill, Luluko, Promare have all bounced straight out of Himi Aishi's 
recognizable energy. Yes, extremely recognizable style, energy, theming that bounces out of Pantheon stocking. Yeah. I, it, it, we've said it before, we'll say it again. It, it is the purest condensation of his style. And if you're on board with that, you're going to have a fucking roller coaster of a timeline. No, yeah, no, I'd, I'd say that's kind of, I think, I think that really wraps us up. It does. Unless you so. have anything else to add. It's a shorter episode, but with something like this without, without a visual format to show you this, yes. it's a little difficult to kind of stretch this to an hour. There's only so many times that we can say, this show looks really pretty before we kind of run, run out yeah. of ways to say the show is really pretty. But overall, I, I, I'm a big fan of this show. It's a really good time. Go, go into it expecting to see a lot of cool shit, have a few laughs. I hate this sentence. I hate this sentence, but I'm going to apply it. What's that? I think this is the definitive factor of turn your brain off entertainment. And I don't mean that to say that no smart decisions went no. into this. Oh, no, this is a show that was created by a lot of extremely talented and extremely creative people. But ultimately, it's, it's trash TV, and there's nothing wrong with that. Go have a great time. Go Get some popcorn, maybe crack a beer. Uh, maybe don't eat during certain episodes, but... I ate dinner during some episodes, that was fine. I'm a stronger stomach than I. Uh, you'd think so. All right. Any other thoughts from you, good sir? Uh, I like all the bits where all of the, the monster demon enemies get exploded like clay tokusatsu men. That's cool. That, that's actually, that was one thing I wanted to bring up we haven't mentioned. It's just, it's it's a really fun, yeah. neat little addition. It's a, it's a beautiful homage to tokusatsu, and it's just one of those things that's like, huh, that's just kind of out of left field, but it looks cool. Yeah, fair, fair. That works. I like it. It's, it's one of those extra little elements of flair and personality that Panny and Stalkin just has in spades. I think that's all I have to say on the show. You're staring vacantly into the distance, good sir. Have you any other thoughts? Or am I going to have to wrap this up? Rain review us on various <laughs> <laughs> podcasting websites, wherever you get your internet goodness. Uh... Follow us on GurugameshPod at Twitter.com. Gabe, you're handling that because I hate social media. Yes, uh, for good reason. Uh, email us at our Gmail. That that exists. We've got a bunch of you after the Dragon Ball Super episode. Um, hi, stick around. We don't just talk about Monkey Man. No, we'll have, we've got more shows coming your way in the next few months. New schedule announcement as well. I'll finally, you know, put a, put a, put a little clip out saying what the hell we're doing with yes. that. So, yeah, ultimately... I love sushi. I love Japan. And we love you. For staying fans. Go enjoy some nasty angel bitches. Love y'all. Repent, motherfuckers. Too late to give you back. My receipt is gone. And I'm starting to look back at everything that's going wrong. Know how I used to long to hold you in my hand. Such a shame it took six weeks shipping directly from Japan. Not gonna lie, you were kawaii, but now your paint job's chipped away. Marielmo blues, my plastic wife. Your shining gloss once put my family in strife For what I owe to you, I swear I could die I'll 
these body pillows I left hanging dry Oh darling, we're a mess Listening to Garuga Mess